Welcome to episode 26 of This Old Deck. I sit down with Simon Christie and we discuss Avrika Festival. And a quick note is I normally enjoy playing the American who mispronounces uh, every foreign language word that he hears. However, we did talk pre-podcast about if it's Arvika or Avrika, and I'm sure both of those pronunciations are wrong. Uh, so this is just a pre-apology for everybody who knows how, how to actually say it. All right, enjoy. <laughs> first try which is pretty good for me um yeah man so how's it been like uh did you lose power on this last winter spree down there in texas so the one that was you know i guess uh it's almost two years ago now right since the really yeah, bad yeah one. yeah yeah that one um, i was still down there for so that one um we did and we actually had to go to louisiana so my wife uh is from louisiana so we and <laughs> So it's freezing in the house. We have no power. We've been out with that, without power for whatever, 48 hours. My youngest son is sick and throwing up. So yeah, the house is, well, the house is cold and he's throwing up on all our blankets and sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So it was just kind of a disaster. And so we, you know, we bundled up and we, we drove uh, to Lafayette where my mm-hmm. wife's family is. And so, yeah. So then, um, I think you could, so after that we came back and it was like, we probably, this is going to keep happening more and more. The, the, the weather temperatures are getting more extreme. The Texas grid is getting less reliable. Those two things combined is kind of a nightmare. Yeah. Uh, so we, so we actually have a, we got a generator to put in at huge expense. Um, but we oh, have a I, I know I looked at it. Yep. Yeah. So, and we, we, we got the one put in that's piped into uh, natural gas too. So it's not the kind of the fill up with petrol and, you know, whatever I, I wanted something that one i'm not handy this is this is a this is a oh. yes. <laughs> i'm not a handy i'm not a handyman um so it, it's basically yeah it's all done it has like basically a mobile on it, a, a cell phone on it and it every monday morning it starts up to make sure it's running yep. um and they you know they report back or whatever they, they just came out back a couple of weeks ago actually to redo the oil and stuff you know to make sure it's all good but it went out actually several times in the summer um last year uh with the summer like the rolling blackouts um but yeah i don't i kind of don't have to worry too much about it now um because we have that yeah i looked at uh i looked at that before we moved uh even though like i'm on the same part of the grid as like hospitals so i generally i don't think i ever lost power uh but i was like there's a probability uh and that I know exactly which model you got. Yours is the one that also like it knows when the grid turns off, and so it turns itself on within within yeah. five seconds. It turns on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you just see a flicker. You don't even like actually notice the power went out. Exactly. Well, we just you hear it. You hear it, mm-hmm. but you don't even know the power's gone out, but you hear it. So our um, if anyone's familiar with Houston, we're off of, off of a very major street that they're doing like huge uh, plumbing construction on called Shepherd, um, and that they're, they're doing drainage because it floods really bad too. <laughs> just Houston. to add Hashtag Houston. <laughs> just just yeah. to add more to it. And so but they've been doing they've been they cut the power regularly while they've been, you know, moving the lines and redoing stuff. And so our generator would just come on, you know. So it would be, you know, whatever, a Wednesday at two o'clock and it would be like, Oh, the generator design is like they're just doing work. It wasn't like a, an actual like power outage, but right. um it's kind of nice to know that, you know, you can go away and uh, if there has, has been a power outage, you don't have to throw away all your food in the fridge or the freezer, right? Because everything is on. And you don't have to throw that many freezer full full of food before you pay for it. <laughs> you know, yes. if you have a lot of like nicer food or, you know, 
kids and stuff, you know, you could throw away several hundred dollars of food out of a freezer quite, quite, quite easily. Um, so yeah, it's, it's not, I mean, it's, you know, we're talking, um, we're talking like black Lotus money. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. I, cause that's why I didn't like, so that's like, I, I got a quote from the, probably the same company you got yours done through. And I was like, Hey, like I'm looking at a quote, but like, just like, give me a roundabout number. And they told me what it was. And I was like, that I'll, I will think about that in the future. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, we're, we're, um, we bought a house, um, like nine months before the pandemic which is a whole other story in itself very oh, like, yeah. sort of fortuitous timing and that um and it was basically to get the kids school so and the the function is where we are now is either we stay in this house or the kids are done school because we got kind of uh, for living in the city we got the best schools that we could mm -hmm. uh, without going to the suburbs or we move to another country so it's like we're in this house either for the long run or we're moving because we're moving abroad so you know the the it's, a, it's an investment sort of, you know, the house sure. will sell with it. And also it's not like, I don't plan to be here for five years and then, you know, kind of just eat that cost. Um, so. Uh, where are you, are you guys considering moving out of country? If so, which country? That's the best question. Well, um, it would be more work related. The problem oh, is, okay, okay. Um, yeah, it, we, it, it's, uh, so yes, um, we would, my wife would move tomorrow as would I. The problem is <laughs> I don't really want to move back home to the UK. Sure. Um, I would, but. Basically, I would take a huge pay cut to do that, and my wife couldn't work, whereas we both work in the U.S. So there's a little bit of, you know, monetary greed there, sure. maybe yeah. you could say. Um, and then if it was somewhere else, it would be somewhere that was kind of crappy, but I would be, I would be, it would be tax-free, right? So yes. Middle East, basically. Um, oh, okay. So I'm, I'm not, um, I'm not a U.S. citizen. So I, I'm well aware based off of a recent picture and your accent, <laughs> which we'll just. I mean, like accents is a is a weird topic, but yeah, yeah. So, the, uh, but we would, we would. I mean, and also, you know, I would, if especially if there was somewhere, you know, I'm not looking at jobs in Germany. Let's say, um, I would. Okay. Would I move there? Would I move there? Yes, I would. I would live in Germany, but that's probably not where my job would take me. Um, I'm trying to wrangle at the moment. I don't know if it's going to work, but with my current job, staying at my current job, and just basically telling them, look, I need to be somewhere in one of our other offices kind of over the summer uh -huh. um and so then and that would be europe based and then you know wife and kids can come and then oh, i can the use difference. well and i can just basically we could spend the, the the two and a half months of summer in europe somewhere we just rent a house i could work for several weeks we could take off a couple of weeks of holiday the kids would be out of school anyway so no missing yes. school and then i could do some a little bit of travel in europe with the family and then also personal as well right i could hit up some tournaments um as well while in europe so that would be kind of the best this exactly the sort of splitting the difference a bit, a bit of the best of both worlds um we have a couple offices in germany which is which is why i mentioned germany so nice dude yeah for those of you who've never been to houston in the summer uh escape <laughs> is paramount uh it's just fucking terrible and i like I, the heat. i'm sweating I mean, thinking like about it yeah i mean i like the heat um I'm from a cold, wet, miserable place, and but I lived in the Middle East and Southeast Asia um, growing up as well. Um, and so, you know, I actually like the desert, and I lived in the jungle. So, um, it's you know, living in the bayou basically is it's best, also hot. It's the worst of both worlds. It's it's weird, you know. Well, the thing is, as a so being hot, um, being just hot and being in shorts and a t-shirt is okay. That's yes. fine. Being hot in work clothes is bloody miserable. 
So like I used to work downtown and would wear a suit to go to court and like going from my office to court in a suit is like the worst thing in the world. You're just, you know, the sweat drench, you know, down You're your just back. You're paying for and, the premium parking so you can park like at the courthouse. You're like, well, I didn't have any, bucks. I didn't have any money. I didn't have any money at that time. So I was taking the train. I was taking the train oh, and then, no. uh, which was actually fine because there was like a little shaded thing under the train, but then I had to walk, you know, two or three blocks yeah. from the train to the courthouse. And that was, you know, jacket off, just shirt, just, and then, you know, you get into like the, the, the most, the strongest air conditioning you've ever felt. Right. It's like, <sighs> it's yep. A, yep. <laughs> the Arctic blast and you're, and you're just drenched in sweat. So yeah, I don't, I don't miss that. But you know, when you're, when I'm out with the kids wearing shorts and a t-shirt, I put some sunglasses on. I, I, the heat doesn't really bother me too much. See, I, I like the desert heat, uh, cause it's dry. Yeah. I really dislike the humid heat. It gets me and I can't get over it. Uh, but let's talk about a place that probably doesn't get very hard. Uh, <laughs> I would assume at least. Uh, is it Arvika or Avrika? Or how, how do you pronounce it? I'm assuming you would know best. I've been saying Arvika, but that's probably wrong. I, I have terrible uh, earworms. And so if I ever hear something said two different ways, I will get it wrong. It's sort of like yeah. you know, when you guess if is a baby a boy or a girl or someone's puppy a boy or a girl and you always guess wrong. I'm exactly the same with names. Fair, fair. Uh, we'll go with. Uh, RV, whatever, fuck it. Just however you want to do it. Doesn't even matter. Well, we can both mispronounce it. Um, <laughs> did you fly in early or did you do uh what I call like a helicopter attack? Did you just come in like day before play and then leave day after? Yeah, it was um it was fast and furious. Um, I basically I had seen um a posting saying that there was a tournament and there's going to be a shark and I just Google flights, saw that the flights were really cheap. And I, I messaged Will and a couple other people and was like, I'm going. Yes. I, so I just, I basically was like, I'm going. I was like, and I'm flying through Newark, uh, so which I knew would be appealing to Will. Right. Um, uh, since he's in Philly. So he's an hour away, basically. Um, so yeah, I found a, a cheap flight. Basically, I found a spirit flight for me from Houston to Newark and then Newark to Arvika. So yeah, so I flew Thursday uh, up to Newark. Uh, me and Will went to Harold's Diner to go get basically some poor cats, a bad mm -hmm. version of cats. Sorry, Mano, it is. Um, and then uh, we went and then we flew out uh, that evening um, from Newark. Oh, it's overnight flight, so a good flight, overnight flight. And when we got to um, Oslo, uh, half past eight in the morning, Oslo time. Um, and then we had, and that was Friday. So it was Friday morning. Right. So we had a whole day before the tournament uh, starts on Saturday. So it was it was uh, the day before, but like kind of optimal flights. Um, yeah, and you, flight. you almost have to, right? Because you would get in too early or you would get in early in the morning on Saturday if you did like if you bumped 24. But there's a probability that you wouldn't make the start time. It's the start time yeah. was was noon. So oh, OK. We, so we could, I could have, but you run the risk of any layover, any delay, anything, and you get screwed, right? So, sure. and I think you, and you know, I think anyone who's flown right now um, probably has experienced that because the airports are just a mess right now. Um, and my actually my trip there was was kind of gravy, but if we if we do ever get to the trip back, it was not so great. <laughs> that's that's what I, I want to get to the trip. Like, uh, I want to I always like the trip experiences because like uh i i do you uh actually this is a kind of a weird question but when you scheduled your flights did you schedule just the spirit flight and then the flight to into europe 
uh, or did you schedule it all at once? Like, did you know what I mean? I feel like I I'm missing value scheduling mine all at once. I um I sh- so I look at the flights independently. So okay. I'm not booking it as one itinerary. Is that what you're asking, right? Do yeah, I yeah, yeah. One, one itinerary. That's a better. Yeah, that's no. Better I, so I always, I always um, split the difference on the flights, um, and I always book direct with the airline as well. I don't book through a third party. This is just experience of having flights canceled. Okay. Um, it's very marginal, but you get slightly better treatment if they have you in their system rather than a third party. They'll often point you to the third party if there's an issue. So it, again, it's super marginal because everyone's in a big shitty boat by that point anyway, yes. quite frankly, if there's a problem, but I want the best marginal <laughs> experience. You want to, you want to, yeah, you want to max that, that margin. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. I, I mean, I guess the, the main thing was because I'm flying spirit, I flew with a backpack, right? <laughs> yeah. You have to like spirits fucking <laughs> insane. I love it, but yeah, so you, there's no way you're doing anything else. Besides well, so, and so my flight from uh, the flight from Newark to Oslo was one dollar and four hundred dollars of tax. Really? Did you get yes. that much saved up? No, no, it was tax. That was just the tax on the flight. Oh, but the, okay. the cost of the flight was one dollar and the tax was four hundred dollars. Insane. So so my 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 like little thing, it says like flight one dollar <laughs> and then it breaks down all of the taxes. It's too much. It's too much. I, uh, I, I, uh, I'm glad that you said that I booked directly with an airline. That's the first time I've done that, but I'm glad I've done it. And it's, uh, for an international flight. So that I'm glad I got it half right at least. Okay. But I didn't you, split you, the difference. What are you, are you, are you sharing where it is? Where is it? Where are you going? British airways for, okay. uh, for Gothenburg. Oh, okay. For new fest. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So you're flying to Heathrow and then Heathrow to Gothenburg. Bingo. Okay. Okay, that'll be good. That is going to be great. It's um same flight as Danny. I uh I I paid extra. I'm min I'm min valued to max value with somebody else. Well, so the so the one advantage you will get. I don't. Do you have a layover in Heathrow? I do. Okay, so um Danny and I will mention this because I got this too. But Danny has um airport lounge access, so you'll get to. So do I. I have okay, the okay. Uh, the Amex Platinum. Okay, you have the okay so. Which is good, but if you're flying BA, you want BA access because the BA lounge yeah, yeah, yeah. In, ter- in Terminal Five is is fantastic. It's All right, like hold on. let me write that bad up tier, and okay. I think Danny has access to that. So okay. you'll fly into ter- so Terminal Five is is really nice. Um, B- BA is is a good airline, but when you're flying in and out of Heathrow, you can really kind of min you can max that value. Um, whereas when you're when you're flying other places, just like anywhere anywhere that has a hub, right? When when you fly into that in, into that airport and their hub, it's so much nicer. Um, yes. Uh, so Seattle's Alaska's hub. Yes. Uh, okay. And I've been to the Alaska Lounge, and it's it's nice. I mean, I'm I'm not like some huge lounge person. Uh, we're I think the plan is that. Me and Danny are going to like show up to the airport three hours early and like max value the Centurion Lounge, which they just redid, and then get on our flight. This this sounds like Danny to a T. So uh, when I went to when I went to um, last year, I was uh, in Gothenburg for Easter. Um, We met up in uh, Amsterdam. So nice. we, okay. we took separate flights, but he was in Amsterdam and we went to the lounge uh, in Amsterdam and uh, tried to eke out some more value before we got on our flight to Gothenburg. You got um, to. Got to try it. 
It's good. It's good. I mean, um, I used it on. I we used Will and I used it on the way there, and then I used it on the way back because I got I had a long layover uh, in Newark, um, and I w- I just went and slept. I went and took a shower, uh, which yeah, I mean that's yeah, yeah. after an eight hour nine hour flight to be able to go take a shower if you have a layover is just amazing. Um, that is worth you know whatever twenty bucks, forty bucks, whatever. Um, it's like the best thing in the world you can do is go get that shower. Um, so when took when took that shower on the way back, but yeah, the, the lounges is great. I mean, um, but yeah, I mean, to, 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 to answer your question, you know, it's, I like to book the flight separate. Um, I like to know that the itinerary all works, right? So it's sort of, um, it's not just me. I have to, you know, sign off from my wife as well, make sure that, you know, the time and what have you. Yes. And <laughs> so, you know, as much as I would have loved to snag another extra day, I've been to Oslo before and Oslo's great. I would have loved to, t- to tag on extra day to make it mm-hmm. a little bit more relaxed. It was a bit frantic coming back and I was uh, not in the best of shape. <laughs> on yes, the way back. correct on the way back um so it would have been nice to just have a kind of a a slow day uh eat some food you know go to the munch museum uh see the oslo uh you know opera house or whatever there's some cool stuff there um but it was a bit it was a it was a bit of a helicopter in and out but it started slow and then it ended kind of frantic on the way back i would say it was just kind of ease into it and then back was like let's let's get back Okay. I want to talk about the back part too. That like, were you bookend? you were bookended by work, right? Like you had to be back for like work, work things. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I'm in the same situation. So this is gonna be, this will be fun ride back too. Yeah. It's, um, and uh, yeah, I, I won't spoil it then. If we're going to get to it, I will we'll get spoil to it. it. I will just say that you're, you're going to want to know that like when I was supposed to get in and when I actually got in. <laughs> oh yes. I love it. Okay. Good. Good. Uh, okay. So you get you, so you flew into Oslo, right? And then, yes. How yeah. did you get from like this? I, I looked at trying to make this trip to Noobfest, but how did you get from Oslo to uh, Arvika? Because like there's a distance in between there. Did you were you able to rent a car or did you yeah, catch so up just, with other people? Yeah, we just rented a car because because our flight back was so early on Sunday. We didn't uh-huh. want to put anyone out and we couldn't Got get it. the train. So there's a train, but we couldn't get the train because it was too early. And. From what everyone had told us was the only thing that gets um, the risk on the train was if there was a certain amount of snow, they could cancel the trains. Interesting. Um, okay. And they, they often um, cancel the trains anyway. Um, so we so we just rented a car. Um, and it was supposed to be uh, Will, myself, and Mano. Sure. Uh, Mano dropped out last minute because he wanted to go to a wedding uh, instead. Um, but actually kind of exciting for me, one of my friends, uh, he actually lives in Copenhagen uh, as a mm-hmm. Danish guy, uh, Ebbe, who I've known through magic for like 20 years. Um, I was, I had told him, Hey, I'm going to this tournament. He was like, all right, I'm coming. I'm going to fly into Copenhagen. I'm going to drive with you guys. Um, nice. so he, so, so we scheduled that it was great. I haven't seen him since before the pandemic. Um, so it's been, you know, what, three and a half years or whatever, since I've seen him. But we, um, yeah, we met 20 plus years ago and we used to play, even when we were in different countries and different places, we would play like on Magic Workstation, we'd play vintage or we'd just play random formats like against each other. I mean, I remember having, we'd play on Magic Workstation and then we'd do like a Skype call so that we could like talk to each like other. Like actually this, talk to each other? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean this, and this way before webcam magic, um, you know, this is, you know, going 15, 15, 16 years ago. Um, Back when you had to work for it. No, just ordering a webcam online. Yeah. So, so I was super excited about that just because, you know, he's been kind of a long time friend. So we, um, yeah, we got into Oslo and we were, 
I was like, hey, I'm going to get some, the Oslo du duty free if you're ever there. It's a fantastic uh, duty free uh, place because okay. everything costs so much in Norway. Everyone like hits the duty free really hard. Um, so I had picked up, I wanted, I, my like goal was to pick up some Havana club seven since I can't buy it in the States. Okay. Uh, cause you know, the U S is weird. Right. <laughs> um, so <laughs> no, no comment. Um, so <laughs> Havana club seven. And then, uh, we, we saw Ebba and yeah, we just, we just went to rent a car again, credit card status. Um, so I'm, you know, president status or whatever it hurts. Nice. So we just go and like, there's a family waiting in line and the guy's like, oh no, <laughs> these people, I got to get these people in their car. And I'm sort of like, kind of feel bad. Cause I've been there when I have the family <laughs> with kids and stuff. Um, you know, we could have waited a little bit, but yeah, so we got our free upgrade and nice. got us on our way. Um, yeah, so we got, you know, hybrid car and it's, you know, a couple hour drive. Um, and we use a cross a border too, right? Was that a pain in the ass or is it like a pretty common thing for people? To no, do? It, it, there's like no borders in Europe. It's like not a thing. It's so like, oh. even though, even technically, so, so there's a border, but it's, you know, like, um, uh, you know, like the truck way stations in the U S yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's kind of like that. Like they're open sometimes, but they're usually not right. God. Okay. All right. It's like Canada so, used to be like pre nine 11. Yes. 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 So, and I mean, technically um, Norway is not in the EU. Right. So, but so oh. technically it is a border, um, but there's, we didn't, we didn't stop. We didn't show passports. We didn't, we just drove. Okay. Um, and the, that's my experience. I've actually, this is the second time I've ever driven from Norway into Sweden. Uh, the first time was actually not for magic. It was to go canoeing. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I, we, I've never been stopped and that's the same true, the same of like basically any European country. Um, I've never been stopped. I'm sure that there's weird occurrences that could happen and there's probably some places, but I've never, never had it happen. You just drive across the border. Nice. Okay. That's pretty, I was like curious about that one. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, I mean, and it was a beautiful drive. It was really good. It, it was, um, I, I, I didn't sleep that much on the fly, but I actually, I got, I, I high rolled, um, I high rolled the extra leg room, uh, exit row, um, yes. on my cheap flight, which was nice. So high rolled the exit row. Um, so I got like about as good of a sleep as you can get on, on a full flight. The flight was completely full. Ugh. Um, but we, um, we, st uh, Will had sat next to a guy, so we didn't sit next to each other. I was like, no, I just, I like to high roll. And like, honestly, I just want to like try and sleep and I'm like kind of miserable, right? You're kind of miserable on the plane. You're just trying to get as much rest as possible. It's everybody's, um, everybody's worst version of themselves is them on a plane, basically. Yeah. I, I had this like neck pillow that my wife had, did, had gotten and like it, it didn't help. But anyway, it's not good. Yeah. we, um, he, he had gotten a recommendation of um, a restaurant on the way, basically just like a diner type mm -hmm. place. Um, so we stopped and we had, we had like a big breakfast, which again, very badly needed after terrible plane food for nine hours. Uh, and then we stopped at a fort as well. I have no idea what it was called, but some Norwegian, I think it was just on the Norwegian side. We stopped at this fort, hiked up to this fort, you know, it's everything's covered. It's, everything's blanketed in snow. I should add where it's, nice. uh, it's basically freezing. So zero degrees C give or take a couple degrees, uh, up and down, depending on where we were on the drive. There's kids sledding down the hill. It was just, I mean, just beautiful. And it was a really nice drive, right? We, I got to catch up with Ebbe. Will got to meet Ebbe, talk about magic, everything. Just kind of enjoy the scenery for a couple hours. And there was no rush, right? We we slowly made it to the restaurant. We ate some food. We slowly made it to four. We hiked around for a bit, got back in the car. So whatever, the two-hour drive probably took us three, three and a half hours or something. But like, this is Friday. There was nothing planned for Friday, right? So we just kind of eased our way in all the way to Arvika, which, which, which was great. 
the um okay so i saw the picture posted of what you brought with you yeah to my only question i get the jacket the bag all of this makes sense why two bags why a backpack and a i'll call it like a set like not a saddle bag but like a a, side, a European man's carry all. Uh, yeah, it's the side. The side bag is really just for magic stuff. It's just okay. mag- it was it was only so it was folded up flat in my bag for traveling, and then at the event it was what I put my magic cards in. So it's, it has all the magic patches and stuff on it. It's purely right, right, yeah, just yeah. for at the event uh, because I was playing anti, so I wanted my anti deck and I need my anti like extra cards. And okay, that's what I was going to ask you. Was how many you brought? I knew you brought an anti deck, and I obviously know you brought a a main a main event deck. But did you? Is that all you brought? And just like a bunch of stickers and stuff. A bunch of stickers and stuff, and then um, I had another. What is my other? I feel like I brought. Oh, I brought seven point singleton deck. Okay, all right. Yeah, so those are the three decks I bought. Um, I brought three decks. Uh, yeah. Play mat, a bunch of stickers and stuff, and then a binder full of trade cards um, because I had like a quasi trade lined up, uh, which okay. I'll mention because right. actually nice went little down. arbitrage. Nice. I needed it for my deck to kind of slowly upgrade my deck, so I I got that done. Um, that was Friday night, so I could just mention it, I guess. Well, uh, so Friday Friday night, so we get we get in and we have plenty of time. Uh, I would say we probably punted on not stopping somewhere to go get like extra snacks and stuff. If, if there is one, I have zero complaints on the weekend. If there is one complaint, it's Arvika is a tiny town, like 15,000 people tiny. Yes. And so, like, it was not easy to get, like, snacks and stuff. And I'm assuming and we, it, like, shuts down, like, in darkness. They're like, yeah. This is so, it. like, Friday, Friday night, we went to a pub. Um, okay. And we were there probably, I don't know, till midnight or one or something. I don't know. And then the, the hotel was, the hotel was great. The venue was great. They like, nice. we thought like Friday night, we just kept drinking in the lobby. Like uh, the group got smaller and smaller till it was like me, uh, Reindeer, uh, Mari, one of their friends whose name I forget, Andrew Tucker. So okay. we shut it down. The five of us like shut <laughs> it down. And that was at like 4 a.m. And they never kicked us. They never kicked us out. We did finish a bottle of Kraken, though. Um, yeah. Well, so my my Havana Club Seven was in the room, so I was like, "Well, we're drinking this, I guess." But anyway, so we finished. <laughs> up. But that was like four in the morning. Um, so yeah, it, and they never kicked us out. They were. I mean, they were just. It was. It was a fantastic. The, the hotel venue, the guys that did all the setup, the tournament, everything. But I think we punted not stopping to get some extra snacks. You know, I again, I, I brought some snacks, but they were like plain snacks, right? Some mango. You wanted nuts. like some like weird European snacks. Well, yeah. I mean, I just wanted some, um, you know, because the food was kind of like what we ate at the hotel. Um, that yeah, was kind of yeah. it. So there wasn't a whole lot else. Um, I, I just needed, you know, and if you're drinking all day, like I want snacks. Uh, yeah you need some salt you need some salt to add to that alcohol exactly you know and even even some chocolate and wafers at some point that's fine but like and we just we didn't we really punt because i I even asked i was like hey should we stop and it was like nah i don't think we need to so we didn't and then was i i I really paid for that sunday let me tell you (laughs) yeah i i when you messaged me which we can i guess we can get to that on sunday but like i was like yeah like it i feel like now that uh, I know I'm a little bit younger than you, but I feel like at this age, like it's like multiple day hangovers. Uh, and it's just like, you got to dry yourself out and you need some like real food to do that. Yeah. Um, you know, and they had set up again, sat, like Friday. So we went out to the pub and we got like a burger and it was just fine. We had burger and some beers. Yeah. Um, 
kind of got to meet, you know, catch up with all the usual suspects, right? All of the people that had flown internationally, you know, the other folk from the States. Um, and then just, you know, after you've been to a couple of these, right, you'll, 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 you'll do it at Noobfest, right? You'll, you'll, you know, you have Danny and all these guys that have traveled. I think Shane is going to Noobfest, if I remember as well. I believe so, but I'm not, don't yeah. quote me. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's kind of, kind of just like becomes like kind of a group of like the traveling people. Right. And it's kind mm -hmm. of fun when you get to the events and sort of once you know all those people who often hit events, there's kind of a camaraderie of that sort of subgroup within old school, right. Of like, Hey, we traveled for this. We're going to make the best of it. We're going to have a great time. We're going to meet all the new people that we don't know and local people. But there's also like a fun thing in meeting the people that you maybe even already know, but you just see them at different events. Right. Um, so that was kind of, you know, Friday. And then, you know, I, I played some seven point singleton against uh, Ireland. Um, Are they big into that format? So I think the Gothenburg crew, or at least Ireland and Fluffy, have mm -hmm. started playing some of the weirder formats. And they've even started messing with the rule set of like Swedish and other other old school just to like mix it up some. Mm -hmm. I really like seven point singleton. It's my preferred drinking format. Or okay. if I have a casual, if we have a casual meetup locally in Houston, I will tell people to bring seven point singleton. And I bring, I have like six or seven decks made for me. And I have like four or five other decks that I'll just bring and like give to people. Right. It's really good for um, making sure that everyone's kind of on the same level of casual um, yep. by the nature of it. And also it's good. Like if somebody's has, let's say they have bring us a, a Swedish or Atlantic or a four strip deck that's really casual. I can always just pull out a, sep a seven point to play against it if I know that they have a really casual deck, kind of to even the playing field a bit. Because, you know, mm -hmm. we're just hanging out and having some some beers. Um, I don't need to be, you know, four strip vicing them or whatever. Yeah. You're like, uh, let me play two pieces of power plus one dib. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. So, so, so seven point is really good for that. So, so, I mean, I quite, I really like, and also like, you get to use all those cards that are in your collection that you might have that you don't use. Yeah, it's a yeah. deeper field because you singleton, right? So exactly. So 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 I like that. I mean, there is variance, but it plays like a it plays like a powerful sealed format is how I would describe it. Uh, so like combat tricks are still a thing. Um, you have to play around cards just like you would in 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 sort of sealed kind of like the tricks that they may have because there's more tricks than just like. They have bolt or counterspell, right? It's kind of regular old school. It's like it's limited the cards that they they could or would have. Whereas in you know they could have death ward or you know yeah. whatever, just sandstorm, something crazy. Yeah, exactly. They could they 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 have to go a bit deeper, so they're gonna have more weird stuff. So it, I like it, but we play, we jam some games of that. Um, actually, because Fluffy had said I never got to jam, so a little bit sad at Fluffy since my in my valuable backpack space I brought seven point singleton and didn't even get to play the person that I wanted to play. And my my bag was chock a block. Let me tell you. I mean, it was. I believe it based on what I saw. I'm gonna put the picture in like the <laughs> podcast description. But I was like, because I'm using you as my guy. Like I've done backpacking in Europe, but I feel like yes. you have thought about it more than I have. Um, it's so pretty I'm tight. Use I mean, yours as a guide. So it was tight. I mean, the only thing I would say is, um, I rolled the dice on knowing it was freezing, and I was taking my leather jacket anyway. I just didn't yeah. care. Um, you know, if that was a more reasonable jacket, um, you'd probably be in a better spot. But the the leather jacket, I bought the, that leather jacket at the last Eternal Weekend. Nice. Uh, was that 2019? Yeah, 2019. And I basically worn it to every Magic event since that I've been to that it's like remotely chilly. 
so as long as it's not like a summertime event or Houston event. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Houston, like, I, you're probably just. You, did you stop wearing shorts in Houston this winter? I feel like probably not. Like, I wouldn't. Um, I do wear shorts a lot. I mean, I have like light, light trousers, right? So like cotton, light yeah, yeah. cotton trousers. Um, but yeah, I wear shorts a lot. Um, I mean, it does get cool where you do want a jacket on, but it, it, you have those days, right? Where it starts cool and you, you kind of want a jacket in the morning, but by midday you could be You're back sweating. in shorts and t-shirt. Yeah, exactly. You, be, you know, so, I mean, I, I'm kind of, um, probably the British in me. I'm like obsessed with the weather, right? It's just, you know, uh, just a symptom of being from the it's UK. Just a thing. But, it's just a thing. But so yeah. every morning I wake up and I check the weather to know what to put the fucking kids in for school because you have those days where, you know, usually it starts cool and it warms up. So it's like, hey, you're fine in shorts and a polo shirt and I'll put give you like a sweatshirt and like you won't need it by the time I pick you up. But occasionally it's those days where it's like you wake up and it's already 80 degrees outside. Yes. And I go to pick them up and it's like freezing. And you're like, what the hell? <laughs> oh, my God. I'd be like, you're good, right? I would just like look at him and be like, you're good. Get out there. You got to make like the 15 minute sprint to the door. But anyhow, the um, after this podcast, we can I can talk you through some travel jackets that will fit that can fit that purpose. No, I don't want. I have I have a travel jacket. Right. No, no, I don't know. Okay. I I, I, pur- I purposefully took this knowing that uh, if we plowed into a snowdrift on the way, I would probably die. Okay, um, all right, all right. You assume some risk. I like it. I like it. Um, it was not the best jacket for hiking. So I also had a, a big hooded sweatshirt, which is not in there that I wore. So I had like a double, I had a double layer and had the, I had a, I have a, I took a, uh, you know, a cashmere scarf and a wool hat. So like gotcha. I, I could layer up, but I was not, I was not really addressed appropriately for walking around for hiking around the fort. Let me say. Yeah. Not but, a very warm thing. But you know, again, and it's, you know, I, um, the cold is also not a huge, huge deal, but it was also snowing. So it's like, I'm not, I wasn't wearing hiking boots. So I wasn't really going hiking in the snow anyway. Right. Like this yeah. was a, an expectation I set. I was like, I'm not going to go hiking in the snow. Um, we're going to wear my, you know, magic jacket. I'm going to be inside playing nerdy games all weekend. I don't really need to be dressed for, you know, the proper weather that's outside. Um, you know, it's 2023. Uh, we're, we're, we're going to be fine. Yep. I feel it. What is the, did you bring a movie or is that a book? That's a book, isn't it? That's a book. Okay. Yeah. So right. always bring a book. Um, I'm, I, 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 last year I really hit, started getting hitting hard back into reading. I, my reading list was, you know, hundred and something books long. And I was like, I'm only reading, basically I was reading about a book a month. So 12 books ish a year. And I was like, I'm never going to get through this list. Why do I keep adding books to this list? If I'm going to, if I want to read these books, one, some of the books are not going to be relevant to me anymore as, you know, my, I mentally, right, when I you added them, right. Yeah. Exactly. So I was like, if I want to read these, if I'm adding books, I need to get into these books and read them. Um, and so last year I sort of doubled down on reading books. I think I read 43 books last year. Jesus. Um, and so one of the good times is if you're traveling either for work or pleasure, um, I usually kill a book. Um, so, you know, if you're on a plane for nine hours, nine hours, you have a layover, like I can kill a book quite easily. Um, so I, I didn't, I didn't quite kill this book. I probably have about, I don't know, a hundred pages left or so. I probably, uh, killed about three quarters of it, uh, on, on the flight uh, and layover. But yeah, I always take a book. Um, cause you never know, like, you know, we're traveling in foreign countries. Sometimes your phone doesn't work well. Uh, I'm not a, I don't like reading on my phone anyway. I'm, I, I like the tactile feeling of reading. 
We're on the um, same page on that. Yeah, I can't do the Kindle thing. Kindle. That like, my wife reads on Kindle. I just I'm not I'm not a fan. I still I have I I have a bookcase of all books that I have a, I keep all the books that I like that I would give to someone else to recommend and I I donate the other ones and then I have another bookcase of books I haven't read yet. Um, nice. So I I will buy the books. But yeah, I'm a big reader. So yeah, a book for me to read. Um, it's a uh, Robert Heinlein. Um, Revolt in 2100 is the book. Uh, it's the same guy that wrote uh, Starship Troopers. Nice. Oh, yeah. I bet you that's an interesting read. It's no, interesting. No read. I don't know if you've that. ever yeah. read that book. Yeah, if you've ever read that book, it's very different from the movie. Um, so I, I will... Yeah, <laughs> a little yeah. bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, that, he's uh, great. He's great. I've read a few of his books. So it's it's enjoyable so far. Um, like I said, I go about 100 pages left. Nice, dude. Uh, let's just talk through Saturday. Uh, I th- Your deck is... We, I mean, so it's how do I describe this? It's normally, I'd say it's what you quote unquote normally play, but yes. did you, uh, I had one question and I'll let you just talk through your entire deck. Is that earthquake in the sideboard, uh, for mono green? Yes. Okay. All right. The rest, the, the rest I'll let you talk through. Cause I know, you know, the rest of this better than me. So, yeah. And I mean, I think, um, uh, people can go look it up. I posted the list. Yeah. Uh, it'll I be on a, this thing too. Yeah. yeah, it's basically the list I won the Summer Derby with that was Swedish last year. Uh, there is one change from the main, which is I changed the Swords of Plowshares to a Divine Offering, which was mm-hmm. 100% wrong. Okay. Uh, the sideboard I did like, I, the sideboard was slightly tweaked from what I played last year. You're right, I have the Earthquake and a Control Magic that I didn't have last year. Uh, that, oh, those, okay, are the, okay. those are the main changes. And I used to, I had four Suchis last year. I'm down to three because of the Control Magic, and I really like the Sarah. Um, so just hard to fit everything. Um, basically, I mean, so the, like nothing new here and I really don't need to get into it, but like the exciting things for me was I've been slowly upgrading some of the cards. Tell me Um, about, tell me about it. Yeah. So like the, the miscut counter spell was new. I'd never played it before. So I was super excited about that. So it's miscut unlimited. Um, and then I, this, uh, this year I had upgraded the wheel of fortune, uh, to, to, to beta, I upgraded one of the Sarahs to Alpha. Um, I upgraded the Soul Ring for Unlimited to Beta. And that Friday night, I upgraded that uh, balance from Unlimited to Beta. Sick. So that was the trade. That was the trade I did Friday night, um, which was great, which, you know, I was super pumped for that. So I actually kind of wanted to play Mono Green in the event. Right. Um, Were you trying to get that Legends pack? No, I don't know that I would have gone unpowered. Um, I just okay. sometimes. So when I went to NoobCon last year, I have two Swedish decks basically. I have mono green or the green black splash and this deck built. Uh, so what two and a half, three Swedish decks, and I I could probably, yeah, I need to buy four tomes and I could actually play the deck. I think I think I'm <laughs> four tomes away from that because this deck is not. It's like the deck, but it has burn instead of blinds basically. Right, right, right. Um, so like. I'm sort of locked in to playing one of those decks in any Swedish event. So spoiler alert, I guess, if you ever play against me in <laughs> Swedish in Swedish printing, right? So obviously if it's Swedish, uh, not Swedish reprints, then, you know, whatever, I could play anything. But when we're talking about um, Swedish uh, reprint policy, it's kind of locked in. Um, but yeah, it, I like this deck. Um, I, I like the play patterns. I like aggressive decks. Um, has a little bit of everything. Um, I'm not... I just I don't really want to play the deck. I knew that some of the best players would be playing the deck, 
Um, mm-hmm. This deck has a it has a good like a reasonable matchup against uh, those decks. Oh yeah, I I figured that's what like uh, I figured it was you had like you it's like blue red counterburn right like you have a you have game against the deck. Yeah, right. blue red counterburn. Yeah, I mean I, that might be slightly better depending on how you feel about blood moon uh, in the matchup and and there's different ways to build it but all these decks are good. I mean all of the the I think having burn spells and counter spells is and and yeah, aggressive yeah, yeah. creatures is a good place to be against the deck. Um, that, so, yeah, that's what I was trying to get to. I guess was like it's if you can get underneath them, you can eke out those games where they can't stabilize in time. Exactly, and they just the, there's so much burn. Um, they only have five counter spells, right? Four counter spells and mana drain, yeah. uh, plus maybe one or two recalls to get some back. Uh, you've usually lost if they get to that position where they can get back uh, counter spell. Um, so you you basically want to kill them before they get to the position where they either get book online or you know they can recall back counter spells to kind of lock you out. Um, the, those those games are pretty good. Or you know occasionally they'll sever you to death. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean it was just I had to choose something right. I wasn't uh, I didn't think too much about it honestly, um, and I didn't do my due diligence on sideboarding quite frankly either, <laughs> which. Um, I usually make like a little cyborg guy, just a shortcut, just because, again, slightly less mental strain on the day. Um, and when you're up till four in the morning drinking with Drew Tucker um, yeah. and you start playing, you know, you really want as as few decisions as possible. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, the, uh, but that was good. The, uh, do you remember like generally what you played against? Did you keep notes on it or were you just trying to like how much? I, I don't know. I guess like uh, who did you like? What did you see in the room as far as playing against? Yeah. So um, I, so I so I went five two. Um, I can tell you my two losses, right? Because those are but those are etched into my mind much more than anything else. But I played yes. against old. I played against old tier one decks basically. Okay. Um, which is not true of everyone who did well. So there was definitely a split in the room, just depending on where you kind of got into, what sort of bracket maybe you got into, a little bit of luck. Um, cause I remember speaking to someone who was like, they were XO or X1 and they're like, I played against like white weenie. I played against like mono blue. I played against mono red. And you know, this is person was four, one or five Oh at the time. Ooh. So, you know, and I, meanwhile, I played against, you know, trolls, uh, the deck, uh, mirror match, um, uh, Kyle robots, you know, I played against all the tier one decks basically. Um, so I, I lost to the deck, and I lost to um, uh, Sedge Troll, uh, disc, Disco Troll deck that was built a bit differently. Um, both my losses were in three games. Uh, so, you know, one one of the if I win one of those, then I'm X1 uh, instead of X2, which puts me in top, in top eight. Instead, I'm in, you know, probably top 16. There was a, that I, I, I'll mention that. It wasn't the, it wasn't the organizer's fault, but uh, Tolaria shit the bed. Yeah, I was I was uh, watching you guys from the house because uh, I get up yeah. early as fuck. So yeah, I saw I was like not there, but I was basically there whenever it crashed, and I was like, good time to go to the gym. Uh, it was it was yeah. it was rough. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, props to everyone that you know they physic they manually had to go back and they had the results, but it, they, it, I don't know what happened. Teleria, you know, yeah, who knows? Out. Um, and, but they had them physically, so they had to go put them back in. So. Uh, you know, I don't know everybody that would help that. I know Stebo um, for Brothers of Fire. I know he was he was one of the people that helped. They went and put all those results in to make sure that we could get going again. So, 
you know, big props to all those guys for, for helping out. Yeah, that's fucking, that's clutch. I knew it was like, there was an issue and they're like, we'll be back. And like, they're just updating us through text. I was like, oh boy. Yeah. It so, was, I mean, yeah. That shit it, happens. It, yeah, it happens. And, you know, the rest of the day went, went smoothly. Um, they were pretty much on time. Um, rounds were good. They had dinner set up for us. So we didn't, so, you know, they needed to because we didn't have anywhere to go. And, and it wasn't bit. soup, was it? There was no soup. Um, oh, okay. It was, you know, meat, potatoes, and salad. But you know, it's Sweden, so the salad had inexplicably had fucking pineapple on it because I, I don't know. Sure. They're like, sure, they're obsessed with putting pineapple on everything. It's it, it's the weirdest thing. Some scalloped um, potatoes, some some like lingonberry sauce, some 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 just meat, probably like reindeer. Uh, it's just you know, random meat. No, yeah, there was normal like two stuff. Different... Yeah, I mean, and it was and it was fine, but like you know, we ate that. Uh, seven let's say sure and i've been drinking since noon <laughs> right and i kept drinking till like three um so like i needed more food just 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 yeah. <laughs> you just need something to absorb you're like i need like volume you know, to absorb what's and going it was on and it was not pineapple salad let me tell you that that was not what that was not what i needed but yeah the food was i mean again it, the the guys that uh, i think it was david ardberg was one of the guy one of the guys that did and uh i'm gonna marcus was uh, i can't even remember his nest kungsberg or something um those guys i think they did a lot of the organizing hotel venue organizing setup uh drew tucker um the as alters guy all mm-hmm. that stuff was was immaculate. The badge that we got that had like a giant shark that says Arvika Festival, nice. you know, all that stuff was done just perfect. And it um, sounds like yeah. they put like a lot of attention to detail. Like I would never have thought to put badges on people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, so but, but I mean like um pins, like um, oh pins. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, pins, like pins to give everyone. It, it was really they, but they really like they really nailed it. They really like they really did and the, the stream setup i think was very good um every, everything was was really well organized um so you know they really and the, so we we were on we're in a hotel and we're kind of in the um we're on the second floor where they had like conference rooms there's two conference rooms and a bar so we're kind of like out nice. of the lobby yeah. so like you didn't just have like kind of the muggles walking through yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. um and and it was like it was relatively well soundproof because if I went down to the lobby, you know, or went to go take a breath of fresh air from outside, you couldn't really hear us, and we were like loud, you know. Um, so it was really it was really well, just like the location, everything was 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 in a really good spot. Nice. Uh, did did you stick around for top eight, or did you go do other things? No, I so most I'm... people stuck around. Yeah, I mean, again, you, all the usual suspects, right? Everyone who travels is there. But, right. you know, some of the guys, I, I presume, went back to, you know, where, you know, wherever they lived in Arvika. <laughs> right, right. The, the locals or, who were like, I'm just going to go home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Or, um, you know, so there was, um, I don't know, maybe, there's, so there's like 120-ish people there for the tournament. I think 124, something like that-ish. That's a lot, yeah. Um, and then probably top eight, at the beginning, there was probably maybe 40-ish people around. And then it slowly trickled down to maybe 25 or so, let's say. Gotcha. Um, but no, so I was there the whole time. I um, One of my things this year was that I wanted to actually do more commentary. I've been doing – I did uh, a lot of commentary on the Winter Derby uh, with Arland. Uh, was oh, yeah. nice enough to do that. Um, I wanted – because I've been doing that, What I actually wanted to spend a lot of time watching the matches that would not be on stream. 
-hmm. So I actually tried to bird the matches that were not on stream um, just because I could go back and I haven't yet. I haven't gone back and watched any of the matches on stream yet. Um, but yeah, I just, I watched the matches. Uh, I actually was doing some of the brackets for top eight, just, just kind of keep the, the matches moving along, mm -hmm. uh, and like kind of stood in between the three matches that were going on that were not on stream, trying to watch all three matches at once, uh, which was great because the, the matches in top eight were fantastic. Um, nice. it's really, okay. really fun matches. And then, um, then I got dragged into anti 40k. Yes, so that's that was like going to be the like in between like end of the tournament and then traveling back. I wanted to talk about the Annie Forty K. Uh, I I already know Dave was there and what he was playing. Um, yes. What did uh, so just quickly for everybody, the two people listening, Dave brought a demons deck. Uh, I will ask him if I can put a photo out for people to look at, uh, but maybe don't expect it. But demons is all you really need to know. Uh, are you okay sharing what you brought? I feel like it's like secret. It's like back to 94 yeah. like secret tech type stuff so i don't yeah want to i like. don't i don't think i don't uh I, i'm fine I, i'll give the i think like saying demons and i'll say that i was like uh three color white aggro i sure. don't think okay. you want to give deckless um right because so like i'm trying to figure out if i can like justify building another deck right because like th that's where we're, we're at in the format um if you only have one deck then you can kind of get pre-sideboarded against yeah 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 exactly um and you are technically playing for yeah it's not really playing for money but it sort of is um yeah uh, close enough and then yeah. um you know it's it's tough to it's tough to build one deck i wanted to build a deck and i wanted to play to see how i felt about the format um so when's my first so fr so actually friday night i played my first game against dave so that was my okay. first ever game of uh anti 40k was against dfb uh, i won that one i won a bird um Good so pick. kind of nothing to nothing to write home about kind of felt sort of neutral on the format okay. if i'm honest uh no big highs or low lows i think that's the nature of birds to some degree they they do yes. remove a lot of the risk from the format um saturday night so i'm feeling in a pretty good spot already uh from just drinking all day and not eating pineapple salad <laughs> um yeah i uh bonnie mirbaka was like you want to play anti so so i'm like watching and doing doing the top eight and i'm like yes like let's do it like i've been i've been watching now for a couple hours like i'm ready to play some magic again so we play a, a match for uh i win his bird and he's like let's play again let's restrict birds okay so yeah, side so out the natural side out evolution bird. Yeah, so we side out. So I actually only run, I was only running three birds in my deck anyway. So I side out two birds. Um, there's a whole thing with birds, right? Because there's birds versus Sydney in the bottle versus yep. just no nothing. So there's kind of three. There's this is sort of the triangle is birds, Sydney in the bottle, or like neither of those. Um, but so I sideboard out two. We play again. Um, starts to get a little bit fuzzy, honestly, for me. But I win. I, I, I win. Oh, no. So this is Matt. I win a City of Brass. Ooh, nice. Good pick. Arabian Nights, of course, City of Brass. Yes. Um, and he's like, again, no birds. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And I was like, I mean, okay. Like, I mean, the worst thing you can do <laughs> is win something of the same value back, right? Because I'm kind of, I'm maxed out yeah. a dual. Like, the most expensive thing in my deck is also City. I have a City and, and dual lands. Uh, right. So it's like... Yes, that's only fair because, like, if you win something back, then that's fine. Then we're good. Um, yeah. So, like, I'm kind of free rolling a little bit, and also, like, I'm having fun and I'm pretty sloshed. 
so I, 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 I'm, we're, uh, we're on to the NoobCon. Uh, have you seen the pop-up shots, shot glasses that MG made? No. So he got these, it's, it, they say NoobCon on them. It's like a silver shot glass that like is um, collapsible and you can pop okay. it up, pop it up into a little shot glass. Um, so okay. the, you know, we're supposed to not have any not outside alcohol or drinks. So I don't know who brought, I don't know who brought the bottle of Havana Club 7, but anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> there was, um, NoobCon shot glasses were out and shots were being had. Um, and so we, we play again. Yeah. I lost the next one, I think, and lost the planes. Um, yeah, so like a, a basic. Bucks, bucks. Yeah. Uh, which I then, which I then threw at Drew Tucker and was like, I need you to. I like wrote on it and I was like, I need you to alter this for me. Because <laughs> <laughs> so one of one of my, I am a terrible artist and just not particularly artistic, and that yep. was actually kind of a downside of anti forty k for me is that like I don't feel like I can give something very good to somebody, um, which is a little bit of a sad thing because that is part of the fun is being able to doodle and alter on the cuts i think that does add some fun and i don't just mean drawing a dick i mean that's fine for some people that's, but that's I, your basic out right just yeah it's kind of boring it's kind of boring it's i been don't done. know it's been done yeah it's it's been done probably overdone and that's fine not to take away from people that are still giggling about it that's fine like <laughs> go keep keep giggling enjoy you know. enjoy your fun yeah yeah, I mean, I'm not. I don't want to rain on anyone's parade. I just, I'm kind of sad that I can't give something slightly better, better to people. That's um, why I'm a stamp guy. I'll make stamps because they're relatively cheap, but it doesn't require my artistic talent. Yeah, I mean, maybe I need to make like a stamp. I could make something like, um, you know, like uh, people used to stamp their books, like this book belongs to, mm-hmm. yeah. and be like, this card belongs to Simon, and I can scratch it out and write whoever. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, like, and the best, like, even if you don't like that stamp, uh, you can always, like, they're extremely cheap and you yeah. can get them real, really fast. So like, you're like, oh, just make another one. Fuck it. I need to, I need to make more stamps anyway for, with the, like, for local groups and meetups and events and stuff. Anyway, I, I need to be better about that. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, that I means stamps. I mean, it's it, again, it's just it's it's another way to play magic. I mean, I think we've most of us or anyone who's been doing this for a while now, um, everyone's kind of look, looking, not necessarily looking for the next thing, but like I know I enjoy a project. Mm-hmm. So the anti 40k was kind of a project, right? Because I'm having to pick up basically HP, HHP slash damaged uh, unlimited cards to build this deck uh, for, you know, 40,000 sec. Um, so, you know, that was that was a project. And then you also kind of want backup cards. So you need to find extra yeah. of the cards because I'm in the middle of Arvika and I lose a card. I need something to replace it. It doesn't need to be a perfect like-for-like like replacement, but you need something that also has value. Um, so you kind of have this, like, the you know, your backup sideboard, I guess, or, you know, whatever, in order to be able to just make sure that you can play the next game. Um, so it, I liked it. It was fun. Um, and then and we just kept playing. We, 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 like, we got more and more trash, and we eventually made it back to, like, Bonnie's room, which was, like, across the hall from where Will and I were staying, and we were just, like, jamming games on Bonnie's bed, like, just playing. Um, nice. So, yeah, it got, uh, you know, and that's at 3 or 4 in the morning. Um, yeah, we just jam games till I, till I decided to jump out the window and uh, throw a snowball at Bonnie because he was falling asleep. Um, so, and the sun had come back up again. Yeah, the 
Yeah, so, so my guess is you probably had like four hours of sleep with this. Well, no, we'll call it we'll call it a solid six hours of sleep over the last forty eight. So, doing pretty good. Yeah, I did no. I had did no sleep Saturday night. Ooh, yeah. Because we huh? left at we left at like five thirty. Oh, for the drive back. For the drive back, yeah. Because our flight, um, we it might have been six that we left, and it was you know two and a half hour drive, and I think our flight was a. 10 or 9 30 something like that yeah uh, so we wanted to be there eight ish because we had to return the rental car blah 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 uh, and the, the roads are icy right so like i didn't mention this but on the road in i mean like the roads are icy like cars skidding on the ice icy mm-hmm. in spots um so like you know you just want to like take it slow right kind of um you you, you can't be just max speed <laughs> yeah you can't you can't do 80 you can't do 80 Exactly. Doing a, a conservative 50. Exactly. So, so yeah. So I'm, and the roads, are, I mean, the roads are nice, right? Scandinavia. It's like, I'm not, I'm not, the roads were not, but like, we definitely hit a little patch of ice. I was draw, I drove the way there and I hit a patch of ice uh, and everyone in the cars, you know, butts puckered up um, as yeah, we were skating along. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, it, it was without any, there was no story to it. It was just, we, we hit it and, you know, I, I did what you're supposed to do is, <laughs> is is not freak out <laughs> and we're back going straight in a straight line you know a couple seconds later so uh no big deal no harm no foul but yeah it was so anyway yeah i mean i got done with bonnie and then like i had to pack um which miraculously i got my i think i, I as far as i know i got everything in my bag that is my um, biggest fear is like leaving something behind where i know if i leave it i can't turn around and go get it like yeah, but you know, gone. there's a million people, right? So if you're in Gothenburg and you li- live something in Gothenburg, somebody that lives there can get it for you. Sure. And like you, you might be without it. You know, you probably don't want to pay for postage depending on what it is. So you might be without it till like the next global yeah, for event. For like a year. Yeah. <laughs> well, you don't have to go back there, but presumably they can give it. To, you know, we right now we can we can, you know I the amount of I muled stuff for Stebo. T- I uh, took a, a net runner T-shirt for him Ooh, and a bunch nice. of some, some miscut magic cards for him. Um, DFB was muling stuff for people. Everybody was like taking magic cards or stickers or swag or everybody was taking stuff for everyone. So it's it's not that difficult it, now. If you did leave, I don't know, a glasses case, you could get it probably in three or four months. You know, somebody's coming to LobsterCon, for example. Sure. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And then and then like somebody from seattle is going to lobster con so you know it maybe you're not there but you know somebody brings it from sweden somebody from seattle can bring it back to seattle or whatever so like you know we're we're all kind of it's it's a small tight-knit kind of community now so i think getting stuff shuffled around the world is kind of easy right if you buy cards you could buy cards in europe and just not get them shipped to you right you just get them shipped to somebody locally yeah yeah, yeah. i i'm i've i've been part of that uh maneuver Yes. Like, yeah, yeah. Without giving all the secrets away, but yes, to get all that stuff in and out. Um, tell me about the debacle. So you guys are you you miraculously don't sleep, get packed, and I'm assuming on the road at this point. But yeah, like, so the, the, the smart play. Yeah, so the smart play was when we were getting the car at Oslo. He was like, "Do you want to add an extra driver?" And I was like, "Yes." Yes, because it's not going to be you. <laughs> I was like, because I was like, "Will, you're driving back Sunday." And he was like, yeah, yeah, okay. Because Will doesn't really drink. Um, sure. So, um, so, so it was, and then Abba was, because the flight was so early, he was driving back with some other Danes. So he would, because his flight wasn't until like three o'clock in the afternoon or something. Sure. So he wasn't coming back. So it was just Will and I 
Um, so I was like, you're driving on the way back. And he's like, yeah, fine. So I drove all the way that, you know, I did the overnight and I did the first ride, but Will drove us back. So Will had, I don't know, after the top eight, he had helped Bonnie. So like Bonnie was not in a good state getting to his room. Sure. Um, so he had helped that. Um, and then, yeah, I, I got, so Will was, you know, showered, packed, changed, <laughs> ready to go. And I sort of stumble in he's like, holy shit. Like you smell like a brewery, like <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, so, but yeah, I, I pack all my shit up and we make it to the car and yeah, I just, I don't feel good <laughs> driving, you know, driving, uh, driving in the car, no sleep, uh, Havana club seven empty bottle finished. Um, you got a new one on the way back through, right? Uh, I did bring one back. I was too, I was, I, I didn't, I didn't cause I, cause I also have to do a double flight right in the oh, US. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And, and with no check back. So oh, yeah, you didn't have where to stow it. Yeah. Yeah. So, and my bag was just packed full of crap because I got to, I actually didn't get that much swag, but you know, you always come back with more stuff. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, then you think, I mean, that's, that's, that's my, uh, much to the chagrin of my wife, my, like one of my traveling tips is like, I always keep t-shirts, socks and underwear that get holes in for traveling. And I just dump them. I travel in them and just throw them away. Oh, that's pretty so that, smart. Okay. So that I don't have to bring them home. Yeah. And then you have more room. And, for like, it's, and it has a hole in it. So like, I can't like donate it or do anything with it. Like I have to just throw it away anyway. Um, but yeah, so like I always have like a pile of like, well, not a pile, but I always like keep some like extra for traveling and I just, you know, I just dispose of them. Um, so that is like something if you're one, if you're one backpacking, that's like a, that's like a nice sort of trick. It's a, that it's a and, pretty expert trick. Yeah, that. And I also keep in my toiletries bag, I, you can buy like one use like Tide packs or mm-hmm. like washing packs. And if you have like, um, I have these like wool t-shirts. Yeah, yeah, um, smart, smart wool stuff. Exactly, they're like yeah, smart yeah. wool. Um, and I have wool socks too, and so you can just like wash them in the sink, so you can get like, um, you know, a two a two wear out of them with only bringing one shirt and one pair of socks. You can get a that's, double wear. That's how I did uh, Europe last year. Plus, for, here's some tips for people who don't do this, but like wool doesn't like you can sweat yes. in it, and it doesn't smell like sweating in a cotton t-shirt smells. Correct. It also it's doesn't get as wet. Correct. And especially if you air it out or you can just like, you can yep. just wash it in water even and dry it. You yeah. Know? Like just, literally just dunk it and go. You exactly. If you're, um, I'm like quite sensitive to my own smell. Okay. Um, like I just don't want to smell bad. And so like, I'm, I probably wash and clean stuff more than I probably should or need to. Um, but yeah, it is, um, it is really nice to be able to do that with the wool and it is fantastic. Or if you like air it outside, like, yeah. you know, especially if you're somewhere cold, um, which is, which is great. And it lasts forever for the for the people I'm selling smart wool on. Like smart wool is it's not necessarily cheap, but it's not also very expensive uh, for the wear you'll get out of it. Like I still I have my stuff from like 2015 still. I don't know. Yeah, it's um it's good. I mean, it, it's, and especially if you're going somewhere cold, like you don't want cotton mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah, exactly. You want you want the wool, so um it is good. I mean, again, when you're one bag packing um in, in winter time, and um that is this is a key. I don't know that anybody asked for those tips. No, but, but there you go. But you're get, but they're getting them. I don't give, I don't even care. <laughs> Some good travel tips right there. But yeah, uh, so were the, were the flights just fucked up? So flight back was on time, but we got like we low rolled the seats, right? The back seat that like uh, doesn't that doesn't move back. Oh uh, yeah. 
yeah uh will and i were next to each other so that was like fine at least other than like i'm still like not feeling good uh, <laughs> and you know will wants to talk will wants to talk sideboards uh and i'm just like I'm sort of nodding. I'm like mentally processing it, but like physically, I'm not. I'm not there. Can't physically. do with it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm like having an outer body experience, and I'm like, uh, he was, he was cyborg for a specific deck for a specific event, which I won't go into because it hasn't happened yet. Yeah, okay. But like, I, um, I think I was giving some good input because it made it into the final list. So like, my input was somewhat there. Like, so like, there was part of me was there mentally, but yeah, physically, I was, I was suffering, and I'm like, I'm in the aisle on the back seat right and the, the fucking flight attendant she keeps having to get into this like thing behind me and smacking yes. me in the head with this fucking door that opens i got smacked in the head twice with this fucking door and this like sassy i don't know if she was norwegian swedish or danish uh, is sas the, the flight i think they're danish but i don't know where the lady was from i was like that's the second time you've hit me with this like and it, it like it didn't hurt right but it was like i just yeah. got fucking smacked in the head <laughs> But getting like un getting smacked in the head by surprise, uh, like sets off an unnecessary amount of violence in my mind. Like I just yeah, like, I wasn't, I wasn't like, like, yeah, I was, I, I felt in too shabby shape to be like so angry, but I was just like, come on. I was just like, come on. Like you, you, you had to know. And it wasn't like it happened. It was like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, oh, sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry. And I was like, this is the second time you've done this. Right. And she like came and gave me some like nuts and a piece of chocolate. And I was like, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Like that was like the most disingenuous sorry I've ever like experienced in my life. Like she, she physically said sorry and it was so disingenuous. It was like comical. I, and like I said to Will, I was like, that was like the most disingenuous sorry I've ever heard in my life. Like oh, unbelievable. I love it. unbelievable. But yeah, so the, f the flight back was a bit, uh, was a bit rough. Um, but we made it, and then I had—I was supposed to have a five-hour layover in Newark, which I knew about. Sure. Um, but it was just the way—the way to, in, you know, again, to to do this. Sometimes you have to get back for work and family and school or whatever your 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 you know your outer bounds are. Also, price, right? So, um, there what there actually wasn't a better flight back anyway. But like, I would have taken this flight because this flight was like hundred bucks, right? So like, nice. okay. my whole round trip was like five hundred dollars flights, right? Which, Max value. Yeah, I mean, you can't really come by. So, so I went to the capital. I, I went to the lounge. So I went to the lounge. I ate, had a cup of tea. I took a shower uh, and fucking just slept. I just like slept in the lounge. <laughs> yeah. They had these like little uh, like reading nook things. I just yeah, fucking... yeah, the ones that are like off in the corner. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I just got in the reading nook and I fucking just like slept for three hours. Uh, and then, you know, there was like maybe an hour and a half. So Newark Airport, I don't know if anyone... It is fucking stupid as shit. It's not as bad as LaGuardia. It's much nicer <laughs> than LaGuardia. But the actual whoever designed the fucking airport is an idiot. Most airports, when you go through security, you can go from any terminal to terminal, right? You yeah, yeah, they're interconnected. To, you have to, they connected. have to be. But it's not a Newark. Hmm. So when you go through security, you go through security for the gates that you're going to. Oh, so no. You, so to, in order to get to the lounge was at a different set of gates than the, than the gates that I needed to go to for my plane, which was fine because I have a five hour layover. So no big deal. It meant I had to stand in line twice, but like the line for 15 or 20 minutes to, to be able to go get the lounge is not a big deal. Right. Um, but if I had a short connection, basically it would be untenable. But anyway, so, so I'm, so I was like, well, I'll just leave early to go because like, you know, I, I I'm going to have to go through security and I don't want it to be like a rush. So I go do that. So so I'm there, you know, maybe an hour before my flight, you know, plenty of time. Flight is 
little scenes, the little sign saying it's on time, on time. Uh, we're supposed to like board at 7.15. It's 7.30. It's still saying on time. We're not boarding. Yep. Red flag. 7.40, 8 p.m. We're supposed to be leaving. Still saying on time. We're not boarding. You, everyone's starting to get like stirred up, stirred up. 8.15, 8.30, people are starting shouting at the, the people at the ticket desk. And there's, oh, well, the plane is here, but there's a mechanical issue. Why didn't you say that at 7.15? Yeah, yeah, you could have avoided the whole situation. Or like, and it just stymied yeah. it, yeah. So, so the, my only good play of, the, of this um, was uh, about 9 p.m., they're like, the plane should be here at 10.40. It's 9 p.m. So this is, so, so now at this point, I've been at Newark, right, for seven or eight hours. So it's, it's 9 p.m. It's Sunday. So everything is closing, right? All the food, snack, all the stuff is closing. So I'm like, fuck. Like, I'm on my own. So I'm like, I'm worried. I'm like sort of worried that, like, suddenly they'll be boarding at some point. But yeah, I'm you like, don't want to go get... too far, but. Exactly. But I need to get something to eat. And so, like, I wander, like, up the terminal a little bit. And there's, like, a place. And there's some people. There's, like, a lady ordering food. And I could hear, like, the lady in the back, like, screaming, like, this is the last order. This is the last order. So I'm like. I'll take the same thing exactly. Just make it two. Whatever that lady yeah. ordered, double it. <laughs> and so, like, that was my only good place. So I got I got chicken tenders and fries. So oh, fine. Right. I, 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 whatever. Like, and this is, like, nine, this is, you know, 9.05 p.m. or whatever. And they, they closed at nine. Um, so I, I got some food, at least. Um, but we did not board the plane until 1 a.m. Fucking solid. I got back to Houston at 5 a.m. 5:30 a.m. And you just roll rolled straight to work? Just fucking shower and go? Um I rolled into home and I logged into my computer and then I if anyone from work's listening, I worked all day and if anyone's yeah. else listening, I went into the shower and may have taken a nap. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> uh I can tell I can almost tell you per, na- per name who's listening to this podcast and it is definitely <laughs> nobody that you work with. The uh that's a fact. <laughs> dude i get it oh my god i've i've only had that before i started doing what i'm doing now i only had that once where like i got off a flight i didn't even shower i changed my top uh and i sat down and like got to work and it just i was still dipping at this point so i threw in a fucking fat lip of copenhagen yeah. and was like monster up baby here we go your but, your your work is a lot more physical than mine, so that's a that's very impressive. Mine at least would just be sitting. I could I could zombie in front of the computer, you know, pretend to be working. I've done that before. I remember going, I think it was to Spain, before my wife and I got married, before I had kids. To, sure. For, um, and I like had no vacation, but I had free flights to Spain for because uh, I won a PTQ, so nice. go to okay. tour. But I had to get back to work by Monday. Um, and so like, I just fucking, but I'm like, I was useless. I was, I was a hollowed out shell on uh, Monday morning. You know, I'm just, I'm just sitting in front of a computer, but like, I wasn't doing anything. I couldn't, I physically, I don't think mentally or physically I could have done anything. Um, uh, but like, I was just there, you know, I was a puppet on the seat basically. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, the, the flight back was rough. If I had made it back, I would have been back by like 1130 midnight, which would have been fine. And then I could have yeah, had like a, four or five a proper hours. night's sleep yeah. and go. Well, then I could have just gone to sleep at midnight and then woken up at seven and sure. like rolled straight into work and would have been probably okay. I'd have been a bit slow and sluggish, but I could just I would I had planned to work from home anyway. Um, I kind of I'm a hybrid um, work from home slash office. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what so, Corey does too. 
yeah, I usually only go into the office Tuesday, Thursday is my sort of schedule. Um, nice. So, so yeah, if you're ever scheduling uh, online matches with me, it'll be Monday, Wednesday, or Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Put me down. <laughs> Courtney's got – so she does Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday in the office, but she's home Monday, Friday, I think. Yeah, which is good. So you get that sort of – I mean, it's um, – I, as somebody who is an ambivert – I don't know what that means. You're gonna have to define that because I don't. I don't think anybody knows what that means. Okay. Well, so so um, you know what introvert is, right? Someone Mm -hmm. the sort of quiet introverted. They kind of like their own space. They're maybe not very like. They don't exude bubbliness, right? Introvert, extrovert. Somebody exudes bubbliness. Very social. Very social. Ambivert in the middle. Okay. All right. So you need a little bit of both. Got it. I need a bit of both. And so the way I would describe it is to an extrovert, they think I'm introverted. To an introvert, they think I'm extroverted. Yeah, that so, makes sense. Okay. Um, but so so I like to be on my own, quiet, get some work done. And I don't mind being in the office, kind of, you know, doing the quote-unquote office game, right? Office yes. politics, talking at the wood school. I can do that, but I do not want to do that every day. It's draining, and I don't enjoy it. Um, so having the flexibility to do both is actually very good for me, personality-wise. Um, yeah. I think something maybe that's slightly underappreciated by companies, um, you know, there are people that want to be in the office because they like that's where they get their energy from. Mm-hmm. And there's people that don't want to be in the office because like it's draining to be in the office, having to deal with those people that want to talk to you every five seconds. Like, I don't want to talk to you. Like, I want to do my job and I want to go home and do my own fun stuff. I don't want to like sit here. You know, there's were people that would like be at work late because they just like spoke to everyone all day and didn't do their work. Like, and so they're like missing time with their family. It's like, why, why? Like, I actually quite like my family. Like, I want to go home and spend time with them, or I want to go do my hobbies, you know? And you think, like, uh, hold on, we will have this conversation. I don't want to include this part in the podcast, because I have an actual work question for you. Um, but the, uh, what was your favorite moment from the weekend, or the entire trip? I know it's a little bit longer than the weekend, but. Oh, man, that's tough. I mean, honestly, just getting to do all the social things i think right so seeing the, the usual suspects meeting up with ebba uh you know traveling with will is always a pleasure watching him do really well in the tournament uh and like seeing the you know all the swedes and other europeans that i don't get to see uh you know ole and Aland and all these Esfanta, you know these guys that sometimes i you know i talk with some of them online you know mm-hmm. it's just Sometimes it's a face to a name or sometimes it's just hanging out with someone that you talk to. You know, some of these people I talk to semi-regularly, but I don't see them face to face. Right, right, right. And that is that is just like amazing that we can have these social interactions, these friendships over a kid's card game that can create these like one, you know, a fun, almost bachelor party-esque weekend. Yep. You know, of as much or as little debauchery as you like. <laughs> and just kind of have a great weekend and then, you know, go back to your normal life. Um, I mean, that's just great. You know, I think um, I don't have that group. I'll use, I'll use Mano as an example, right? He has team sped and I'm, I think a lot of people are very jealous of that. He still has that same group he's had for years at this point, right? That they can hang wow. out, they can meet, they can play magic. I don't have that original group, right? Of those, the people that I started playing with and those friends, they've kind of, they've all dispersed. Yep. Uh, I think that's true of most of us, right? And either we've dispersed, you know, people have moved, you know, to other states or countries or what have you. 
um maybe you have a few of those like it was great to see ebe because i have that 20 year friendship which is great but like that's just one friendship and i don't get to see him because he lives in denmark so to be able to have this kind of other sort of friend group of people that have a shared interest but also are different you know different jobs live in different locations um we're we're, we're very homogeneous <laughs> in a lot of ways <laughs> as you know white middle-aged uh <laughs> yes yeah, some, some middle class uh, some man some, yeah middle-aged man White middle class. We're, yeah. we're 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 wasps generally yeah, yeah. of some some varying degree, but there's still diver some diversity in in you know the jobs that people have um, and what have you, and just location and nationality as well. So that's kind of fun that you you're very similar in lots of ways, but there's also some differences. I really enjoy seeing everyone. That's one of the pleasures of of traveling. I like traveling anyway, but being able to sort of do something fun, magic, meet some new people, meet the old you know, whatever, the old crew, whatever you want to call it, the, the sure. usual suspects, and then just kind of have a good weekend. Um, I was not upset that I did not make top eight. That is very talent. As someone who is kind of, I'm, I'm on the spiky end, but that is not my main driver. Sure. I'm very glad. I'm very happy for, you know, Will for doing well. And I was very happy with everyone that did well. Um, would I have liked to have done well? Sure. But it's not the end of the world. Whereas I think when, uh, you know, when you play a PTQ or, you know, play GPs or SCGs, there was a motivation yeah. for me to do well. Cause that was the only thing that mattered. Yeah. That's um, what you're there for. You're there to, you're there to win. Right. Like exactly. And so like not winning or not even, even, even when you make a top eight you, and you get knocked out, you kind of felt like you missed something. Whereas yeah. I don't feel like that in, in old school. Like I got to, I got to play old school. I got to play anti 40k. I got to play seven point singleton. I didn't even mention it, but reindeer has this other anti format that he has. So there's a, a reindeer anti format uh, that he. Um, ooh, uh, I'll leave that for future. Yeah, I mean, uh, he would be a great person. I don't know how much you've interacted, but that might be a fun interaction anyway. Even if you haven't, he's a he's a great guy. I'm gonna um, take has... a recorder with me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he will be there, right? So and yeah, yeah. He, he has his reindeer anti. Um, so there's lots of, you know, there's lots of pickup games, trading, hanging out. I mean, I got to hang out with Drew Trucker till four in the morning. Oh, dude, that dude, he, I, He's uh, amazing. Ha yeah, I have a piece of his artwork on my wall. I bought, uh, one of the test sketches for the painting he did for the last, for Sean's last Seattle event. Yes. Uh, it, yeah, that he, he lives like, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he lives like, uh, like south of me, like let's call it an hour. But that dude is pretty fun. Yeah. He's Not anymore. Fun. He's moving. Yeah, yeah, he's moving. Where's he moving to? Oh, oh he's I moving, Yeah, funny. he's moving to Maine. He's moving to Maine. Um, okay. Because, well, we talked about this. We talked about this. But yeah, he's moving. He's going to be like very close to Stephen King's house. Well, I mean, based on his artwork, that's probably a good fit. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's great. I, I, I also have an original art piece. I have an original art piece from him from The Duelist. Um, oh, nice. So, okay. Uh, which I, which is great. Um, it's called Belly Dude, but it was uh, I think it's Duelist number six. It's like so they um, they had like background art that mm -hmm. they would do um, for like the pages, and he did some of that. Uh, nice. Um, yeah, so I have that up in my house, which is like I love that. I just couldn't afford to be. I'd love to buy a piece of original magic art. Like I kind of like to like dip my toe into the to stuff and just like I just was too slow. I'm too was too slow on that, and I just I honestly can't justify the price. Um, oh we're and, the same yeah yeah like you know my budget so like i he gave me a good deal but it was also in my it was in my range yeah yeah i mean i think so the great thing is like if you like his work like it's he will you can commission stuff with him oh yeah and he's easy. very yeah. reasonable 
I mean, it's like an artist price, not this like inflated magic art price. Um, and so like, you know, don't be dismayed. Like, you know, you might have to save up or whatever, depending on what budget people are in, but like you can get stuff. You just have to kind of figure out another way. Like I have a piece, like I'd love a piece of Ansomatics art. I couldn't afford it. So I have a sketch from him from a, from an RPG yep. that he did He's, artwork for. I saw him at the Vegas event. Uh, he had some stuff with him. But I was like trying to save the money to put the cards together for future. But he's got yeah. some sketches too. Yeah, I agree. The sketches and like the the test pieces, I think, is where I fit in well with like getting that artwork. Yeah, I'm 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 like art has to really speak to me as well. So like just because it's a magic card or powerful, like doesn't really do anything for me. Like I want to like I want the art to be up in my house, and like it's this is not a like hey. Bonnie, my wife, like I'm putting this art piece here. It's like I love this piece. It's going yeah. up. Like, like there's no like question about it. Like, and so like, it's very much a feel for like, do I like this art? And like, do I have like a strong feel? Like, I have to buy it. Like, I have to buy it. Um. So like, yeah, it's just finding something like, and there are a few pieces like that. T the the original Time Walk uh, is like that for me. Like. Sure. That piece is just like it's so atmospheric. Uh, I really like surrealist art, so it like it plays on that, which is also just like a style that I I very much like. Um, but yeah, I mean, art just kind of has to. Everyone has their own different stuff. I mean, I think some people like it because the cards nostalgic or the cards powerful, and they want that thing. For me, it's it's purely about the art because like if I'm gonna pay that money, I want it in my house. I want to. I want to look at it. it every day. Yeah. I want to enjoy it exactly. So like I have Belly Dude downstairs, kind of just outside the living room. Uh, and I see it, and I kind of get a smile. Um, and that from, and it doesn't have to be magic. I have a couple. I, I bought a original piece uh, a couple months ago now. That's nothing to do with magic, but every time I see it, I, I smile. And like that's a very powerful, you know, effect. Um, so I love that. Um, just having stuff, and it's great if it can be something that dips into your hobby. That's great. And it, but his, he does. I mean, he's amazing. Um, so oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, the whole the whole social thing, I think, um, was just amazing uh again the whole weekend was very well organized and planned um i had other than other than making top eight or or winning i couldn't have had a better time nice okay uh, and you think it'll happen again next year i would assume yeah i think they've been doing it um i don't know that they'll have a shock right so i yeah, think yeah, yeah. one of the motivators for some of the international people was the shock whether whether you're planning to get it or not like it kind of is a motivator to me but it's also not the end of the world Right. Um, like I'm not so motivated, but, but it's a, it's a nice, it's a nice kicker because it means that if you go to an event, like there is a possibility of win that, which would be pretty cool, right? There's no shock in the U S right. Nobody in the U S nope. has a shock. Um, so that would be pretty cool uh, for obvious reasons. I mean, it's the original thing. I mean, I did this. So I had a couple of discussions with MG as well. Right. Which is another uh, going to some of the events in Europe, you get to speak to MG, which is always amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, so we, we talked about that because I would love it if MG would give the shark to tournament organizers that have done a great job, like move it around yep. a little bit. Like don't just keep it in one or two places, like move it around. Like it is so much work to organize an event and to do an yes. event. Well, I, like those people should be commended. We're, we're obviously, we're not paying them. They're doing it. It's their time. their time away from family or loved ones or what have you. Like 
the shark is like kind of just like a, a nod that like you you did you're doing a good job like an mg could like give that so like i would love to see that i don't know if that will happen mg seemed like amenable to potentially moving the shark a little bit that might just mean in europe or in scandinavia i have no idea what that means but sure. i think you know it did make me go i don't know that i want to go to more events different events it's very difficult for me to justify going back. I have there's so there's so few events I can go to in one calendar year. It's very hard to keep going back to the same events, even if yeah. they're amazing. Even if they are amazing. Um, you when you told me that because we were this is we were talking offcast about that uh, just in chat yeah. and like that like put a bug in the like you basically like infected my brain. I was like fuck he's right. I was like I should like maximize the the different amount of events I can go to instead of the amount of events I can go to. Yes. Like, fuck, that was smart. Yeah, I mean, I th so, like, I chose Arvika for this year. I just, I actually just locked it in. I was not planning on going to this, but I'm going to Kumite. Uh, oh, you're going Kumite to, 6. Yeah, and I'm going to LobsterCon. Yeah, I figured you were going to LobsterCon. Um, and there's not, I, so the full is, at the moment, I'm probably holding the Hurricane event in Houston again, uh, which will be probably be all, late August, early September. Okay. Let and me then write that down. I think yeah. So I, I haven't I haven't locked that in. I need to lock in a date, but it's gonna be in hurricane season. <laughs> oh yeah, can't um, wait. So I mean, we had thirty one or thirty two players last year, which is like that's a really great. It's a sweet spot. Uh, it's a really great sweet spot. The the um we had it in a pub in Houston. Event was great. It really was a fantastic event. Um, I am not a natural organizer. I I had some help, but I did a lot of the organizing for that, and it's. You know, again, I just have more respect for people that, that that do that as as someone who that it does not come naturally to me. Um, so it's uh, it's kind of a stressful thing for me. But uh, I think the event the event turned out well. And then um, I think there's a couple of there's an invite only event I'm going to try to get to in the fall as well. That's all nice. I have okay. on the schedule right now. Um, I'd love to try and get to another event in the summer if there's something, but I don't see anything on the calendar right now. Yeah, the summer part gets hard. Cause, I mean, because your kids will be out of school too, so you got stuff kids to, are out of to school. Do. They have, yeah, but I mean, the, they're they're home at the weekend anyway. So, oh, yeah, um, um, you know, it, the the holiday weekends are always tough because it's like good for some people and bad for other people, right? When you have like the long weekends with a bank holiday or what have you, yeah. Um, it's it's hard. I mean, I think that maximizing different events, like I've I've never been to Arvika, I've never been to Kumite, and I've never been to yeah. LobsterCon. Jack, going to Jackson. You never yeah, so, been to Lobster? Okay, hold on. Okay, I've never been to Lobster. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, I think, I think, I, I think I picked some really good ones. Uh, yeah, Jack, I, I googled Jackson, Michigan, and was like, what is it known for? And it was like, it's the birthplace of the Republican Party, and it has like the highest crime rate in Michigan. <laughs> Welcome to. I can't, can't wait, can't wait to hear the story out of that one. Um. So, yeah. It'll be fun. That's a, well, yeah. I was gonna say it's not Jackson, Mississippi, for everybody who's wondering. But, Michigan, Michigan. Yeah. yeah. So Michigan, I'm flying into Yeah. So I just I just booked my flight into Michigan. So I had a flight credit because my flight got delayed from Arvika. So sure. I had some I had some flight credit from Spirit. But I have a it, I I'm I'm asking for it, Eric. I'll just tell you now. I'm I'm asking for this, right? So so fr so Friday night I'm flying in to Michigan. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm renting a car. I believe myself, DFB, and Will are driving to Jackson. Um, Ooh. Uh huh. Friday. Uh, Saturday we play. Sunday I'm we're drive back to Detroit. I'm gonna fly to Cincinnati. 
Uh, okay. Because I have to be in work. I have to be in Cincinnati for work Monday. Oh, you got to be okay. You're not. You're not okay. Yep. Uh-huh. Um, but so since so Sunday, I'm trying to meet up with the Cincinnati guys. I think a lot of them are actually going to be at Kumite, but I'm hoping that I can like eat dinner and jam some games with them Sunday night, mm-hmm. just real casual. Um, and then Monday I have work, and then Tuesday morning I need to fly back to Houston because Tuesday afternoon I'm flying to Orlando for a wedding. Don't even ask. It's at Disney, and I'm not happy about it. But, it's at um, Disney. It's at Disney. Oh, dude. Uh, but, we, but we're like, oh. but we're like, okay, it's it's my cousin, so we can't get out of it. Yeah, but you're, you're we're committed. Like, we're committed. Well, we're the only ones that like. It's a good flight. Everyone else is flying from the UK. Um, oh. Yeah. So we um, we're like, let's just add on the days, and we'll take the kids to Disney. Kids are five and eight, so they're like at a fine age. So we're gonna go to Disney. We're just gonna spend three days at Disney. It was like we're already flying to Orlando. Because I was like, let's do it. We're one and done. Let's do it one time. I'm I'm not as oh you can probably God. tell from this. I'm not a I'm not a Disney. I actually like theme parks. I, I'm just not a Disney fan. Um That's you, you're, fair. Paying, you're paying a lot of money for the upsell of Disney, and like the upsell of Disney doesn't really do anything for me. So I'd rather just have the the roller coasters and the rides and all this stuff. But Simon, how physically have you been staying in shape physically? Cause you know, have you, I'll send it to you on Instagram. Um, but there like, is like a workout for dads who are taking their kids to Disney and it's like carrying a kid on your shoulders, um, yeah. bicep curling water bottles. Uh, there's I, some, I'll send it to you. Okay. I'm pretty lazy. Uh, I do walk. I walk a lot. I will say I'm, I'm good. That's like, probably good. Yeah. I mean, I, I take the stairs at work. I work on the f- fourth floor. Um, so like I do, I, I always like I always park far away and walk. I do like the min that like small things. Yes. Like I'm pretty good at that, but I'm like I'm I don't I haven't been inside of a gym in a very long time. Um, that, that is gonna be a crushing trip, but I think your kids will be very excited about it. The kids will be happy. My wife is excited to go to like Harry Potter. We're going to Universal one day as well. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Harry Potter stuff. It's fine, right? We we have to pay for the flights and hotel anyway. It it makes sense to add onto it. Right, yeah. you know, again, may as well max value since some already, cost fallacy. Just, just keep going. We're already there. I mean, and it, there. The, the price is outrageous. I mean, the prices are absolutely. <laughs> I, know. I know. They're outrageous. But again, we already paid for the flights, and it's a couple more days in the hotel. So, but yeah, the ticket tickets and stuff are just it's it's crazy. Um, I can't believe people do that. And you know, it's it, the most wild thing to me is one is people. We, my wife knows some people. They go with their kids. Okay, that's fine. That's normal. Sure. As long as everybody enjoys it, go for it. And I, I'm not one to shit on anyone's parade. Uh, do like whatever you like. But yeah. I do find it slightly weird when they go to Disney sans kids. Oh, uh, hold on. Uh, okay, I'm gonna talk about this. This is not nerd car related at all. There are fucking gangs of Disney people, right? No, so I there know. Are... This. Okay, all right, all right. If you okay for the two people still listening, an hour and thirty seven minutes in. Uh, there are gangs of fucking Disneyland and they have like cuts and shit and it is fucking insane. Like, uh, I know that like playing magic is kind of insane at our age. Right. But like, you know, there's some value in it. These people just go to Disneyland and they have like, I, I don't get it. Like, fuck. It's, it's, yeah. It's I mean, wild, again, weird. I don't, I don't want to yuck on anyone's yums. Everyone is. I'll yuck on that specific yum, but it's, it's, it's just, it's just, it's, it's weird to me because it's like, what is the thing that you're – it's not the best place for any – there's nothing you could tell me that that's what you're going for, that it's the best place for. Because, like, I want to go and walk around. Okay, well, there's fucking nature. 
just literally anywhere. You can do that for free is, anywhere, anywhere. Is, is not, well, yeah, or like go somewhere, like, I don't know, go to Utah or Wyoming or something mm-hmm. and stay in a hotel, like go hiking. Fun. So, it, so, it's, so it's not for nature or walking. Uh, it's not for food because the food is god awful. And if I hear another person tell me how good the Dole Whip is, I'm gonna lose my goddamn mind, Eric. <laughs> like, like it's a fr- it's a frozen treat. Like Jesus Christ, guys. Like this is not good food. So anyway, yeah. I mean, you can go to a Chili's and eat the same quality of food that they have. Uh, yeah, one hundred percent. Microwave, um, microwave prepared. Rubbish. And it's like, and if you like roller coasters, there's better places for roller coasters. And I'm, and I'm gonna shout out Six Flags for that. Uh, I think it's probably your best roller coaster place, in my opinion. So I know I've never been, but I've heard from enough people. There's a place in Ohio that people What's say is the, the best. Name? It's called Cedar Point. Oh, um, and I think it's familiar. supposed to have like the biggest, tallest, fastest, largest wooden. It's like one of those places, but it's just roller coasters, right? It's supposed to be like really good. I haven't been, but a couple of people have told me like it is really good. Okay. I'll uh, I'll take your word on that. I don't, I, oh, I guess I just Googled it. Yeah, okay. I, uh, like with the proximity to Six Flags, I guess yeah, that's yeah, like the Texas go-to. Te- yeah, I mean, it's probably the best place in Texas. We've been with the kids. They liked it. Um, Just don't go in the summer because Jesus Christ. It's, you, you'll die. You'll just – you will we, die. I thought I was going to die. I took my kids on – like they wanted to go on like the the one – the big circle one in the water. So I was like, okay, well, we'll get like splash yeah. and it'll be good. But the line was like, you know, whatever, Two 90 minutes. Yeah. And like my youngest – so he's five now. He would have been four, let's say. He just had like a mental breakdown about it. Like he just like had a yeah. full on breakdown and it was just like, we're almost there. Like, he's like, no, I don't want to do it anymore. It's just like, <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Like we have to get on this fucking ride. Yeah. It's, um, <laughs> standing in lines in the summer in, or in Orlando, quite frankly, either, or, or, you know, anywhere in Texas is, is chaos. Uh, but yeah. spring, spring and fall, like, you know, I mean, the weather is like lovely right now. It's actually been a lovely day here. Uh, weather has been gorgeous the last couple of days. Dude, I believe it. That's one thing I kind of miss. It just rains a lot up here. Uh, the summer is absolutely fantastic, but uh, it just rains a lot. But otherwise, not too terrible. Uh, any closing thoughts? Yeah, where do you get the name for your podcast? Uh, did I not steal it from you? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm like, yeah, no, I'll be honest if I steal some shit. <laughs> Fucking 100%. No, no, I, I freely gave it, to be fair. It wasn't stolen. Uh, um, I, I did give the recommendation, but it wasn't stolen. Um, I, I, it was freely given. Um, so you were welcome to it. I wasn't, the, uh, I wasn't. What else? Oh, you pointed out. Okay. So like on the, like on the, like discord. the fucking, uh, yeah, on the discord, but like, uh, the, the emblem quote unquote, I guess of like the pod. Yeah. The logo. Thank you. Uh, you're like no black cards. And I was like, cause I, the, uh, I just had those cards. I just took a picture. I didn't even think about it, but you're completely right. Like it's just a couple cards and it could have been like Wooberg, one of the best cards out of each of those. And I just didn't even fucking do it. I was like, ah, uh, whatever. Punt. Fuck it. It's, it's fine. Just like yeah. fucking out there. Yeah, no. Um, it's good. Uh, you know, I, uh, ideas are easy. You, you have to execute. So, uh, you know, you've been, you've been doing the podcasting. You've been doing the hub hub. This is, Oh, We'll talk after about how easy this is. I don't want to give away like how the secret, how it's how the sausage is made too much, but like uh, I think we all know how lazy I can be. So, uh, all right, I'm gonna actually stop the podcast right here, but I do have like a, a kind of weird work question. Okay, so let me yeah. just do this real quick. 
All right, hope you enjoyed the episode. Uh, I don't have any future episodes planned at this point. However, there are a bunch of events this month as far as old school is concerned. Uh, earlier this month, uh, basically this last weekend, was the Alter Ante uh, event uh, in York, PA. Uh, There's also War of the Roses, which I went to out here in Portland, which was fantastic. Um, this upcoming weekend, the 18th, is Farmstead 3, Thunder Wolves Challenge 6, and then Twin Cities uh, Team Up. The 25th is Throne of Rome, which I'm assuming is in Rome, uh, and the X-Dutch Point, X Point Dutch Open, and then very beginning of next month, Earthquake Cup and Risk. So hopefully you're making it out to those events. That's a pretty good spread between uh, Europe and America. So get out there and enjoy. All right, bye.